0: might we do a spring cleaning for our very own souls? This is Heart of the Story, and I'm needing Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. Hi, friends. So this week in Illinois, it's been warm, (laughs) meaning the 40s and 50s. (laughs) Don't get too jealous, but there has definitely been a shift in energy I can feel that spring is soon upon us and it is evident all around. The snow has melted. The grass is visible. The birds are just chirping and energetic. I've seen a bunch of cardinals and finches this week. There are fuzzy buds popping out of tree branches. It is about that time where things start to shift And because we have the time change next Sunday, and then a week after that, we have the spring equinox, I wanted to do an episode around seasonal living spring edition. So we did this back in the fall, and you all said in your feedback that you really loved that. So I wanted to do a spring version because as much as we like to think that we're just going about our lives and forging ahead we change and we are affected by the seasons. And I think that's a really good thing. It's a reminder that we are natural creatures, that we are these beautiful beings who are attached to nature, who are affected by nature, and it actually helps us get in rhythm and in sync with the energy around us. So I'm going to talk about how the spring is affecting our energy and also provide some journal prompts and rituals that you can do to welcome in the spring, to kind of mark the change in energy, to do a bit of reflecting on the winter that has been, and think about the spring ahead and what you hope will blossom and bloom within the months ahead It's interesting what starts to happen sometimes without us even noticing it. We feel a hint of warm spring air and we automatically feel this need to open up the windows in our house. We want to dust and purge. We want to clean and declutter. And it's this sort of natural thing that takes over and we don't even think about why that is. But innately, the spring is about release and rebirth. It's about endings and beginnings. It's about grief and also starting anew. And so it's like our bodies know we start the spring cleaning. But mentally and emotionally, have we thought about why that is? And might we do a spring cleaning for our very own souls? That is something that I want to talk about with you. So let's think about what's happening during spring, right? We've had this dormant time during winter. And internally, we have been kind of hunkering down we have been eating hearty foods, we have been trying to stay warm, we've been cozying up with our loved ones, all good things. We have been trying to just kind of sustain our energy, we have really kind of hibernated in some ways. Now the flip side of that is that after a period of this, we might start to feel stale energy. We might start to feel like things are stagnant and dormant, and that's natural to feel that way. It's like our souls have been covered in snow, and now it is time to thaw. It's like the animals who are sensing the light outside who are coming out of their burrows. It's a natural part of us that we're ready to release the stale and the stagnant, And we're ready to welcome in light and life and vibrancy. And we see this because that's what's happening all around us in nature. So during the spring equinox, which is coming up on March 20th, this literally marks equal parts day and night before we begin the shift into more and more daylight and the earth is tilting more, Its northern hemisphere is tilting more towards the sun. So we are welcoming in new light, literally. <laughs> and metaphorically, our souls are doing the same. We're ready for that new energy. We're ready for new beginnings. If you start to feel a stir inside of you with excitement or a bit more in your step than usual. You're starting to feel like you're ready to make plans again. You're feeling refreshed. You're feeling like there's new possibility. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> that is what spring is all about. So just as you might open up the windows dust your home, declutter and purge, we want to do the same thing for our souls. And I want to guide you through five different prompts and rituals that can help with this. So you feel like you're not only doing the work externally, but you're also doing the work internally as well. Let's start with the first one. So the first step is opening up the windows. (laughs) And I mean this metaphorically for your spirit. So some things to reflect on or journal about are how do you want to feel this spring? How do you want to feel? What emotions are you hoping to embody And with that, what stale emotions and energy do you want to release? What new energy do you want to welcome in? As we think about this equinox that's approaching equal parts day and night, light and dark, we first feel this sort of balance, like we're holding the two, that we might have some old, stale Hardships or energy that we've been holding on to, but then we also are just at the precipice of new possibility. And then soon we're going to start to have less of that stale energy and more of that light. This is where journaling about these questions can be really helpful. How do you want to feel? So, what stale energy do you need to release? And what new energy do you want to bring in? And after you reflect on this, here are some things that you can physically do. Once you know what you need to release, you might think about the objects that you can release as well. What are the things that make you feel cluttered internally as you look around at your external surroundings. So if you're in a space and you feel closed in and trapped because there are so many things around you that no longer serve you, well, help your heart out by also getting rid of those things within your space. And each time you do, each time you put a thing in a box for donations, can you thank it for whatever lesson or part of your life it's served, and then you can let it go. It can serve someone else now. And then with the welcoming in, what new things do you want to bring into your space? So this might mean creating an altar of sorts. And there are a lot of fun things you can do with this where If you're like altar that feels weird I don't know altars can be anything they can be spaces on your desk like on my desk I have a bunch of things that Geo has made for me and they all have hearts on them and I have them at the corners of my desk and they're like little mini altars that every day I look at them I think about them they bring love into my heart And the thing is, just because you've set up a space a certain way before doesn't mean it has to stay that way forever. So how do you want to set up your spaces or any altar spaces for this spring in particular? How do you want your space to best serve you? So what are the objects or furniture, or works of art that you can have around you that reflect the spring energy you're trying to bring in. Maybe it's a new photo you put up. Maybe you bring in little bits of nature every time you go on a walk and you literally create like a natural mandala. Whatever it is, how can your outsides reflect your insides and vice versa? The second step is shedding your old identities. So spring literally is a time of release and rebirth. A prompt that you can ask in your journal or you can reflect on mentally is what identities do you want to shed? What no longer fits? What do you feel like has been holding you back? And what are the core components of yourself that you want to reveal this season? It's not about becoming somebody new. You don't have to be anyone different than who you are. It might instead be noticing a part of yourself that really wants to shine and be revealed. So you need to dust away whatever is in the way so that that component, that characteristic, that identity that feels really authentic to you can shine brighter. So I love these questions because it really gets us thinking about who have I been in the world as of late? And is that who I most want to inhabit right now? Is it the role that I most want to be a part of? Is it the identity I most want to identify with right now? Or have something shifted and changed in the last few months? Maybe you had a particular work identity or relationship identity or friendship identity. An identity surrounding who you are in your home that just doesn't fit. Can you release it? And part of this that is the ritual, the external, the tactile is self-expression. It's the way you dress and adorn yourself. So self-expression is a beautiful way to show the world what you're feeling on the inside. So just because you've been dressing a certain way all winter doesn't mean you need to continue that. Maybe you want to mix it up and see what colors and textures you're more drawn to now in the spring. Do you want to adorn yourself? in a shawl or a necklace or an item that makes you feel like the most authentic version of yourself. So I happen to notice for myself that in the winter I dress in more muted tones or more rich jewel tones. But then in the spring, I find myself wearing very bright pops of color. I find myself wearing a lot of pastels, pinks and blues and yellows. I find myself wearing more dangly earrings. It's like my whole being wants to show on the outside that on the inside, I'm feeling really vibrant again. So as you think about shedding old identities, welcoming in and revealing the authentic self that you want to be this spring, how can you show that on the outside and really harness that on the inside? A third step is about nourishing yourself with the seasons. So just as we might change the way we dress, we might change the way we're moving about in the world. We also tend to shift and change in terms of our meals and our nourishment and actually the nutrients that we're craving at any given time, because we think about what is actually being harvested in the spring. Do we even know, (laughs) right? Here are some of the things, grapefruit, kiwis, peas, avocados, asparagus. These are all things that are harvested in spring. And we want to think about for our journal or our own reflection, what nourishment is your body craving in this new season? What nutrients does your body need? So rather than just going on autopilot in terms of diet, might there be room for any new produce in your life? And your body knows what it needs. Just pause and sit with it and ask the question internally, what does my body need right now? What do you need right now for nourishment? And it's like your body knows, I need more greens. I want more citrus. And it's it's amazing to really tune in. And then can you give it what it needs? So a really tactile way of doing this is creating spring meals with the produce that is being harvested most right now. You can even create a spring equinox meal right on March 20th where it's full of those things like apricots and grapefruits. It's really rich with the avocado or any kind of greens like peas, spinach. It's like you're honoring your changing palate and you're telling yourself and your environment, like I know that things are changing right now and i'm changing with it too my body needs different things right now sometimes we feel like oh i just i want like cleansing foods in terms of palate and body whatever feels like really nutrient rich right now tune into that your body knows what it needs for step number 4 I'm encouraging you to explore nature through a noticing walk. Noticing walks are my favorite. It's a term that I created to describe this thing that I do all the time, which is I just go outside and I give my brain the job to notice something new every few steps or every few minutes. And it is delightful. So before you do this, a good prompt to think about for your journal or just reflection is what are a list of senses that your soul has been deprived of throughout the winter? I talked about this recently when I was talking about my retreat trip to California and just realizing I was so sensory deprived. So can you write a list of senses that your soul has been deprived of and what sounds and smells and sights that you are most craving and looking forward to this spring? Like what delights you? What colors are you just like, I need to see more? What? more yellows, like you're, you can't wait for the daffodils, right? What is it that you know, your heart is really yearning for in terms of senses. And then once you have that list, it's like, you're getting to know more about yourself. I love all of these things that we've been talking about over this whole past year and heart of this story, because at the end of the day, it's about getting more acquainted with our own hearts, our own internal landscape. And I don't know about you, but the more I learn about my own soul, the more I love myself. <laughs> Isn't that great? You're like, I didn't even know that about you. <laughs> we, we never stop surprising ourselves if we give ourselves this space to listen in to what we need. It's a wonderful tool to always tap into just by posing these questions to ourselves, and then listening to see what the responses are. So after you make your list, then go on a date with nature, like decide on a place and time that you can spend a half an hour or a full day and be surrounded by smells and colors. So maybe it's a botanic garden. Maybe it's a nature preserve. Maybe it's your own backyard. And if it's not totally freezing, if you're in your own backyard, you can take your shoes and socks off and walk around on the ground and just feel grass and dirt underneath your feet again. This is an actual ritual and step and tool and process that a lot of people use to feel centered and grounded and connected physically and emotionally with the earth. So as you walk wherever you're walking, can you give your brain the job to simply notice one new thing every few minutes or even every few steps? Can you ask yourself to walk really slowly? It's like you're a sponge absorbing the energy around you and noticing everything. And then when you find something that catches your attention, zoom in on it like a microscope and just really give it time and attention. You'll be amazed at what it can do for your soul just to concentrate on a single bird. This morning I was watching the birds in our backyard as I was sitting and having breakfast, looking out the window. And I noticed we have like a bird house that's attached to our fence. And all winter, no activity, right? But then suddenly the birds are out everywhere and there's this one particular bird that just keeps guarding this birdhouse. And then it pops in and out every now and again. And I'm really wondering if it's bringing food to a female bird within the nest or if it's gathering materials and dropping them off in there, something's happening. And I just can't wait to see (laughs) what comes out of that birdhouse. But just the simple act of looking at this bird for a couple of minutes this morning made me feel more connected to nature, made me wonder about so many things, made me smile. It filled my heart. So can you do that today? And then the last thing, step five, is growing your garden. So we know in the spring that so much happens. So plants that we didn't even know anything was going on underground, they start sprouting out. And we also see all of the buds opening up on the branches of the trees. We see all of the animals going around. And what we notice is that in terms of planting and gardens is that spring is the time when we usually plant seeds and then we must tend to them if we expect them to bloom and flourish later on. But what about our own relationships and habits? Oftentimes it's like we make a decision, okay, I'm going to do this, or I want to be closer to my family member but then we don't tend to it. We don't tend to the habit or the relationship. And that would literally be like planting a seed and never watering it, never putting it in a good patch of soil and adding fertilizer. It would be like never checking in on it, never pruning the dead leaves. If we planted a seed, but then didn't give it water or sunlight, how would we expect it to grow? And yet we expect our own relationships and self-love habits to just continue to give us energy, but it's like a seed that we plant. It needs tending. So a reflection prompt is, what relationships or habits or thoughts do you hope to foster this spring? Like, What is your plan for planting and tending to them? What do you hope will flourish and blossom in the months to come in terms of your relationships, your own habits? So in thinking about the love that you have for yourself or other people, How do you want to tend to that? And to put this into action, think about how we ritualize our tending to a garden. We have a process. We water it every few days. We add fertilizer at certain points. We create a regular schedule for the tending. Okay, so how do you do that in your own life? Can you put something on the calendar that is regular, whether it be once a week, once every other week, every day in the morning, whatever the habit is, can you put it in the calendar so that you have this checkpoint, this checking in every week that builds over time? So that's why my husband and I go for a walk every Sunday when our son is at art school. It's our tending. It's like watering the garden. That's why I have phone calls set up with the people I love on a regular basis so that we can check in with each other. That is why I sit every morning on my meditation cushion and also take out my journal Because I'm tending to myself. I'm tending to the garden of my heart. What does that look like for you? So I've asked a lot of questions of you. And I want to lead you into a very short meditation reflection just to get you in that space. And I want to share a quote and it's from the book, Hello, Goodbye, which I absolutely love. It just came out and it is by the author, De Chilcret. It's all about rituals and I absolutely love it. Like it's one of those books that's just going to be on my bookshelf all the time. It's like a reference guide for rituals that mark endings and beginnings. And he has a wonderful chapter in there about rituals for welcoming in the spring. You should totally check it out. But I want to read a little quote from him to get us started and to get us thinking. He says, while spring craves release, it's also escorted by a robust vulnerability. Release is terribly risky. There was safety and containment in the dark, still womb of winter. The wildness of spring, however, is the loss of that control and wherewithal. Spring certainly brings sweetness, newness, and vitality, but it also breaks things and births uncertainty. As new life is pushed forward, it is exposed to the wild and unpredictable. Suddenly what was hidden is visible, what was slowly gathering is quickly escaping, what was manageable is chaotic, and what was familiar is now uncertain. The solid ground of winter breaks open and reveals the volatility of a blossoming spring. And because of that, the spring equinox's axis revolves around death and rebirth coupling and the joy of new life along with the grief of losing what was comfortable and familiar. It is a time that asks us to both reflect on the patterns, narratives, relationships, and behaviors that have kept us safe and stuck and to break loose from them. I love that because the last thing I want to recognize for you is that new beginnings can feel very exciting but they can also feel scary and vulnerable as well. So let's go into a little bit of reflection now. Wherever you are, just take a deep, slow breath. And just let your sigh be symbolic in and of itself. A releasing of whatever was. Imagine that there's stale energy and you're just <sighs> sighing it out and as you keep breathing try to notice what part of your body feels like it's holding stagnant emotion. Maybe there's looping energy, trapped feelings, something heavy that wants to be let go of. And notice how, as Emily P. Freeman says, You have a hold of it, and it also has a hold on you. So notice that energy. Where in your body is it? And can you also just identify what it is? Grief around what? Sadness around what? Heaviness around. Around what? You might even give it a color. And a texture. Notice what it looks like and see if there's a way of releasing it in your mind. Either in a big sigh like you're pushing it out through the air, or you can get very imaginative and imagine maybe you're pouring it out. You can imagine that you're taking it in your hands and pushing it out of your body. Whatever it is, what we want to do is get it outside of ourselves. You might get creative and think about digging in the dirt, right? And taking whatever old stagnant soil out and moving it out of the garden of your heart. And then notice what do you need? What spring energy and nutrients and nourishment are you hoping to welcome in? What new beginnings want to be born? What new seeds want to be planted? In the months to come, what do you hope will blossom? What new identities, emotions, relationships, feelings, habits, thoughts do you hope to tend to and foster so that they can flourish and see what they need? What is the equivalent of water and sunlight for them? What tending do they require? And can you give that to yourself? What colors is it craving? What senses, sounds, smells, sights? What love... attention and affection are your relationships craving and what habits of self-love and self-care is your heart desiring as you see each of these things just imagine that it is the water and sunlight for your garden. And ask yourself, what do you need to do in the upcoming weeks and months so that it can flourish? So that in the months to come, the parts of your life can blossom like beautiful flowers And what do you need to prune away so that these parts of your life can grow vibrantly? And when things feel scary and chaotic and a bit vulnerable because this new life is growing, What extra love can you give yourself? What compassion does your heart need to hear to be reminded that it's okay, this is normal. New beginnings can feel a bit unsettling. Stay the course. Take one last look at this garden in your heart that you hope to grow. And give yourself a smile, thinking about the possibilities that it holds. That's the beauty of spring energy. It's ripe with possibility. Hold that in your heart. And as you sigh out and come back to your day, this beautiful visual stay with you as your intention for the months to come. And you can come back to this space and time and know that this is a step in living intentionally. Living with the seasons of moving through life in a mindful way. I can't wait to see what the spring brings to you. I'd love to hear about what your visions are for the spring, what you hope to tend to. You can always let me know at Johnstone on Instagram. And if you loved this episode, would you do me a favor and just take a screenshot and share it, post it, send it to a friend? This is how we spread love one friend at a time. I so appreciate it. And I appreciate my dear producer, Michelle Rado, the host of the Daring to Tell podcast for all of the new podcast episodes that she helps put out into the world for me and the wonderful interviews she has on her own podcast. We're always creating new things together and I'm really grateful. As always, everyone, remember... Every heart has a story and every story has a heart. See you next week.